Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our online service today. I'm really excited about starting a new sermon series we've entitled The Power of Routine. And uh, we are going to talk about four aspects of the Christian life that I really believe is really important to establish as a routine. Now, we don't want these things to become routine in the sense that they're empty or meaningless or anything like that. Well, we want to establish these things as good habits in our life as believers. And so I hope that you'll make plans to be a part of these next few messages. Hopefully you can come in person and join us at the summit at 8160 Oliver Road every Sunday morning at 1030. Uh, for some reason you can't, we're glad that you're able to use this technology to still be able to listen to the message. And uh, we trust the Lord will use it to really challenge and encourage you uh, in your Christian walk. And so we want to get right into the message today. The four aspects that we're going to be talking about uh, is the reading and studying of God's word, which is what we're going to look at today. Uh, we're going to be talking about having an intimate prayer life. We're going to be talking about fasting, which is something that probably all of us can do or should do more of. And then the last thing we're going to talk about <clears throat> is being a part of an authentic Christian community, being a part of a local church, being active in that local church, and, uh, and we're going to talk about that the last uh, week of the series. So we're really excited about the series and excited that you're able to be a part of it. Uh, but today, as I said, we're going to be looking at the reading and studying of the Word of God and discovering the truth. Uh, that developing a deep relationship with the Word is the secret of a well-equipped believer. Now, I don't know about you, but I want and desperately need to be a well-equipped believer. And so will you join me right now in prayer, and let's ask God's blessing on this message, and ask God to help us to truly understand what it means to be a well-equipped believer in the day and age in which we live. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you for this uh, technology that allows people uh, right here in Erie and even around the world to be able to listen to this message. We pray that you would open our hearts to your truth and help us, God, to be men and women of the Word of God. I pray that you would challenge us in this new year to read your Word more, to study your Word more, and to apply your Word more to our lives. And so help us, help our hearts and our minds to be open to your truth. Help us to apply it to our lives. And we pray that the Holy Spirit would use it to challenge us and change us for the glory of God. All right, so if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in the book of 2 Timothy. Now, last week we were in the book of Titus. And uh, 2 Timothy is uh, right uh, before you get to Titus. So it's right after 1 Timothy, right before Titus, uh, near the end of your New Testament. And so if you want to join us there, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verses uh, 12 through 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. And Paul says to Timothy, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, now if you mark things in your Bible, I want to encourage you to either circle or underline that phrase, but as for you. This is a transitional phrase, 
uh, Paul is talking about the fact that in this life as believers that seek to live a godly life, we're going to face persecution. Uh, there's going to be evil people. There's going to be imposters that are going to try to influence us and to discourage us. But he says, don't get distracted by all that. He says, but as for you, this is what I want you to do in contrast to what they're doing. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to go back and look at verses 12 through 15, but right now I want us to focus on verses 16 and 17, and notice, first of all, with me, the profitability of the word. Tim, or Paul says to Timothy, all scripture is breathed out by God. Now, this is what we call the doctrine of inspiration. The word of God is literally the breath of God on a page. It is the, the mind and the heart of God on a page. It's, it's from God. It, it's, it, it was a, a God-inspired, holy people of old to record his words just as he wanted them record, recorded. And so it is from God. And Paul says to Timothy, because of that, it is profitable. And he says there's four ways that the word of God is profitable for us. First of all, he says it's profitable for teaching. I like what Newt Larson says. He says, teaching involves instruction. Since Timothy was feeling the attacks of false teachers, Paul encouraged the young pastor to continue in teaching correct doctrine and correct living. So the word of God is profitable and it shows us what is right. That is what teaching does. Doctrine or teaching shows us what is true. It shows us what is right. But secondly, we're told that the word of God is profitable for reproof. So when you think about teaching in, uh, in, in, this, in, in the sense of this verse, we think about that as positive admonition, positive instruction. When you think about reproof, you think about the fact that that's negative. And so teaching shows us what's right. Reproof tells us what is wrong. And so scripture is that perfect balance of encouragement and warning, perfect balance of right and wrong. And so teaching shows us what is right, while reproof shows us what is wrong. And scripture also is profitable for the third thing, that is correction. So you have teaching, you have reproof, and you have correction. So teaching tells us what's right, reproof or rebuke shows us what's wrong, and correction shows us how to make what is wrong right. So we don't just know what is right, and we don't just know what is wrong, but correction shows us how to take what is wrong and make it right. It shows us how to get right when we've done the wrong thing. And then it says, finally, it's profitable for training in righteousness. So this teaches us how to stay right. Now, someone said, Scripture shows us what is right, what is wrong, how to get right, and how to stay right. And I really like that because that's exactly what this passage of scripture teaches us, the profitability, the profitability of the word of God, teaching, reproof, 
uh, correction and training in righteousness. Again, Newt Larson says, the scriptures give us positive guidance for maturing in faith and acceptable conduct. And so please understand the word of God the word of the living God that I hope you have a copy of in your hand or close by, uh, turn to this passage here in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, is the most profitable thing you can read. It is more profitable than any, listen, there are a lot of wonderful books written about the word of God, but there's no book on the face of this earth that's more profitable than the living God-breathed word of the living God. It is the most profitable thing you can read, that you can study, and that you can apply to your life. Now, uh, nothing, absolutely nothing can take the place of the word of God. The discipleship program that we're implementing in a few weeks has as its main curriculum the word of God. There is a resource book that goes with it. But the Word of God is going to be our curriculum. The Word of God is our guiding star. And so the Word of God is profitable, but the Word of God is also powerful. Notice again the verses 16 and 17 of our text. All Scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for those four things that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You see, the thing that makes the Word of God so powerful is the fact that it is the Word of the Creator God. The same God that spoke this universe into existence, the same God who formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, is the same God that inspired this book, the same God that inspired his word. One commentator said that Paul reminded Timothy that all scripture is God-breathed. That is, God's words were given through men superintended by the Holy Spirit so that their writings are without error. And since the word of God is profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and for training in righteousness, it enables us to be, what does the end of verse 17 say? Complete and equipped. The man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Word of God enables us to be perfectly adapted for our task, Donald Guthrie says. Now, let's ask a, a logical question. If I am neglecting the Word of God as a Christian, if I'm not reading it, if I'm not studying it, if I'm not placing myself under uh, uh, continual teaching and preaching of the word, am I going to be complete? Am I going to be adapted for the task that God has for me? Absolutely not. I've got, this is my, this is my, um, this is my educational manual. This is my owner's manual. This is uh, uh, what equips me. This is what encourages me. This is what helps me. This is what guides me. This is what teaches me. This is what strengthens me. I am not going to be equipped. And listen, you, dear friend, as a believer in Christ, are not going to be equipped if you neglect the word of God. 
So we see the power of the word of God and we see the profitability of the word of God. But unless we make the word of God an intricate part of our daily life, the word of God is not going to benefit us the way God intended for it to benefit us. And so one of the things that happens oftentimes in our lives as Christians is that we get distracted. And I believe that's why maybe Paul began this section under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit with what he said back in verses 12 and 13. I told you we were going to come back to that in a moment. And, uh, and he wants us not to get distracted. Do not get distracted. Notice again what he says in these verses. He says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. I hope that's you. I hope that you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. And if you do, you know, at, from what we just found out, that you have to be a student of the word of God. What's going to happen to those of us that desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus? The Bible says we're going to be persecuted. We're going to be persecuted. The Bible says that evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse. In other words, it's not going to get better, folks. Uh, there's a lot of believers, and rightly so, that are concerned about, the, um, about religious liberty in our nation. And uh, I can just go ahead and tell you, uh, eventually, it's going to get worse. And uh, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't want leaders in there that are going to protect our religious, religious liberties. We, we should, and we should want that to last as long as we can. But God already knows what's going to happen. God tells us right here that evil people and imposters are going to go from bad to worse. They're going to uh, be deceiving people because they have been deceived. And so one of the distractions that we face when we get serious about being students of the word and living a godly life for God's glory is the distraction and the discouragement of persecution. Serious believers who love Jesus are called to be salt and light, and they are going to be persecuted. Paul makes it clear in verse 13 that these evil people and the imposters are going to go from bad. You think it's bad now? Yes, we think it's bad now. But listen. We, we American Christians are some of the most spoiled people on the face of the earth. There are Christians around the world right now that uh, uh, in North Korea, for instance, if you get caught with a Bible, if you get caught with the book that we're talking about today, you can be imprisoned or worse, imprisoned. Yet some of these believers are risking their lives to be able to have God's precious word in their own language and to be able to share that word with others. There, there are Christians right now in, in the country of China uh, that are, are not, uh, because of religious and biblical convictions, are not uh, surrendering to the state church because the state church controls what they can teach and preach, and, and they're not willing to and so they're risking their freedom to be able to, to share the word of God. We don't know anything about that in America. Now, we might one day, but right now we do not. But listen, the Bible says it's going to go from bad to worse. And so um, imposters, evil people, are going to go from bad to worse. The, the persecution that we're seeing in our nation, as, as little as it is right now comparatively to other nations, God tells us it's going to get worse. And so it's important to note 
that this persecution, I believe, is demonic at its very core, at its very root. It's interesting that that word imposters, the Greek language, that word could also be translated wizard. And it's, it, it's probably a reference to the Egyptian magicians that was used in verse eight, sim similar to those people. Uh, verse eight says, just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. If you know anything about that story, you know that these were some of the Egyptian magicians. Uh, he says, just like they oppose Moses, these imposters, these evil people uh, oppose the truth. Men corrupted in mind. They're corrupted in mind. Why? Because of this demonic wizardry that has overtaken their thought life and their, and maybe even possessed them. And uh, they've, they're, they're corrupted in mind. They're disqualified according to the faith. Another translation of this word imposter is the word seducer. Uh, or, or wizard, uh, I've mentioned that already, uh, maybe those uh, similar to them in Acts chapter 19, verse 19, uh, a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted the value of them, and, and it came to 50,000 pieces of silver, and so this wizardry, this, this seducing, uh, this demonic seduction that was going on in, in Ephesus and and in other places uh, had, had impacted and influenced the people around the, the church and around Christians. And listen, I'm telling you, demonic activity is alive and well in this world in which we live today, right here in the United States of America. And oftentimes, what does it lead to? It leads to this persecution uh, that we're seeing because the, the demons of hell want to silence the truth. The demons of hell want to get believers distracted. And so uh, demonic empowered sorcery is alive and well in the last days. We, we know that not only from this passage in Timothy, but also from the book of Revelation. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 15, it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast uh, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. So they had these, these what seemed to be magical or supernatural powers to allow this image, this, this um, image that had been constructed to uh, act as if or sound as if or look as if it was speaking. And so again, this demonic activity, uh, it's a bleak picture. We're going to experience persecution. Uh, evil people and demonically influenced people are going to go from bad to worse. They're going to multiply. They're going to be deceived. They're going to be used by the enemy to deceive others. And that is why, dear friend, it is so vitally important that you make the word of God a vital part of your life. Because if you do not know the truth, you will not know the counterfeit. If you do not know the truth, you will not know the error. And so it's vitally, vitally important that you have a discipleship relationship where you are studying and reading the word of God and you're interacting with other believers who are studying and reading the word of God, that you're going to Bible study, that you're going to church, that you're placing yourself under uh, the influence of godly people who love Jesus and who love this book. Again, I quote Newt Larson. He said, those who neglect the truth of God become enmeshed in a confusing web of decep deception. 
their consciences and reasoning capabilities suffer damage through sin, and they become incapable, incapable of extricating themselves from Satan's delusions. Only God's truth possesses the power to free such persons. And I say amen to that. Do not get distracted by the persecution. Do not get distracted by evil people. Do not get distracted by this demonic wizardry uh, that seeks to mystify people. Stay in the word. Be a student of the word. Love the word. I want to go back to this transition statement that we see in verse 14 because I feel like that this statement this connecting statement is so, so important for us as believers today. Notice it again. He just said in verse 13, what's going to happen? Persecution is going to come. Evil people and seducers, imposters, demonically influenced people uh, are going to go from bad to worse. So you've got persecution, you have evil people, and you have imposters. And Paul says it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. So what do we do? Do we get distracted? Do we uh, get caught up in everything? Do we spend our lives trying to uh, attack this? What do we do? Well, he tells us what to do. He says, Timothy, but as for you, but as for you, yes, this is going to happen. Yes, there's going to be distractions. Yes, there's going to be persecutions. Yes, there's going to be things that the enemy is going to seek to use to try to distract you and pull you in all kinds of different directions. But he says, Timothy, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it. Yes, Timothy, evil people are going to multiply and grow. Yes, Timothy, imposters and seducers, seducers and uh, demonically influenced people are going to have more and more control over this world. But as for you, here's what you need to do. Don't get distracted, but continue to build on the firm foundation. Look at verses 14 and 15. We know from these passages of Scripture that Timothy had a firm foundation. We know from another passage of Scripture that this firm foundation was given to Timothy by his mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. And so from his childhood, he had been acquainted with what? He had been acquainted with the sacred writings of the Old Testament, the sacred writings of the Scriptures that Paul talks about in verse 16. So he says, Timothy, don't get distracted by persecution, by evil, by demonically influenced people. But you go back to what your godly mother and grandmother taught you from the scriptures, and you continue to build on that foundation. Why is it important to surrender to, teach, uh, to scripture's teaching and reproof and correction? Well, Newt Larson says each of us is susceptible to the dangerous trap of deception unless we obey scripture vigilantly. Following Christ is more than a one-time decision or an occasional church service or a kind act. True Christianity involves continual dependence and obedience to Christ the King. 
Paul told Timothy to continue in what you have learned and be convinced of. Our faith is proved by its endurance. Flagship family, I want to beg you today, be on guard against being distracted. Listen, the news is depressing and discouraging. People's opinions are flooding social media right now. The prince of the power of the air is alive and well, and he is flooding the airwaves with lies and demonically influenced deceptions. And if you do not become a man or woman, a teenager, a boy, a girl of the word, if you do not get into the word and let the word get into you, then even you can be deceived. That's what Paul, or that's what the writer of Hebrews is warning about, the deception that leads people astray. We need to spend more time in the word and listen, I'm preaching to myself right now. I need to spend more time in the Word than I spend on social media. I need to spend more time in the Word, and you need to spend more time in the Word than we do reading conspiracy theories. We need to spend more time in the Word than we do in blogs and editorials. We need to spend more time in the Word than we do on podcasts and YouTube. Why? Because all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That's why the word of God is so vitally important. And it's, it's more important the Republican platform. It's more important than the Democrat platform. It's more important than whatever the United Nations is publishing. It's more important than uh, whatever President Trump has to say. It's more important than whatever President like Biden has to say. Listen, dear friend, the word of God is the inspired, inerrant, infallible, living word of God. And it is what is going to keep you strong. It is what is going to guide you. It is what is going to direct you. If you say God hasn't been speaking to me lately, then open his word and read it out loud and you will hear him speak to you through the word of God. Please, dear friend, if you do nothing else in 2021, become a student of the word of God. We want to encourage you in that. I want to mention a couple of things that we're going to be doing leading up to our, or, or uh, as, as it relates to our conference that we have coming up February 19th and 20th. And I hope that you have already registered. I hope that you will register. It's so vitally important. I hope that this message has helped you understand and see that. One of the things that we're going to be doing in 2021, starting in the month of March, is we're going to encourage you to get be a part of a small group and uh, read the entire New Testament with us as a church, starting in March and going through the following March. There are 260 weekdays, Monday through Friday, in a 365-day year. Well, there's 260 chapters in your New Testament. So you can read one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, take Saturday and Sunday off, 
we don't want you to stop reading the Word of God on Saturday and Sunday, of course, but as far as this reading plan is concerned, uh, it's designed to be Monday through Friday, and we as a church family are encouraging you to follow this reading plan with us. We will make it available to you um, through our bulletin, through our online newsletter. We'll have the reading plan uh, available to you so that you can follow along. Also, each week we will seek to memorize the same verse of scripture. So we're going to try to memorize one verse a week. That means by next March, we will have memorized 52 verses of scripture. The Bible says that we need to hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. And so uh, we're all going to be on the same reading plan. Those of you that are willing to participate, we're all going to be memorizing the same verse. All of those of you that are willing to participate. And then we want to encourage you, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, to sign up to be in a small discipleship group. Right now, we have at least three or four groups that have committed to meet once a week for a year. I would really like to see that double. I'd really like to see us have five or six groups by the time we have our conference in February. And uh, that's why I want you to come to this conference so you can understand a little bit more what it's about. I don't have time to explain it all right now. But uh, we will provide for you. Uh, you can purchase these or you can use a notebook or however you want to do it. It's called a Replicate Discipleship Journal. And uh, this gives you an opportunity to take notes as you read your scripture through the week to write down your memory verse and those kind of things. And so you will meet with your group once a week. And uh, whoever your group leader is, you guys will get together once a week. For some of you, it will, it, it will work better to meet in the mornings. Some of you, it'll work better to meet in the evenings. Some of you will be better to do it on Zoom or some kind of online platform. But once a week, you'll get together with your group and you will discuss what you've been reading for that week. You will seek to memorize your memory verse together as a group, and you will take prayer requests and pray uh, over uh, the needs that your group has. And so these groups will be very small, three to five people. It'll be men with men, ladies with ladies. We want to see our teenagers get involved in this as well. And so I'm really, really excited about this new group starting in March. And so, again, I bring this message to you today because I understand and am becoming um, more and more aware the older I get that the word of God is far more important than I ever realized it was. And I hope that you understand that because I'm telling you, dear friend, things in our country are going to go from bad to worse. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's in the Senate. It doesn't matter who's in the House. Things are going to go from bad to worse. And we better buckle our seatbelts and we better get ready. And we better have this word in our hearts so that we will not be deceived, so that we will not get discouraged, so that we will not get distracted, and so that we will be what God has called us to be for a world that's lost and dying and going to hell so that we can rescue them with the good news of Jesus Christ. I hope you'll join us on this journey. God bless you. Have a great day.